How are you now? <laughs> Dare I ask? I do. How are you right now? How's your week going? Did you watch the Montreal Canadiens game last night? That's what we're here to talk about, folks. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and we're talking about your Montreal Canadiens. Uh, another game uh, in short order against the Ottawa Senators. We know how the last one went. Didn't go super well for them, did it? Well, they had another chance, this time on home ice. Uh, on Tuesday night and uh, we're going to get into that we're going to talk about what happened the recap I got some thoughts on the game afterwards if you already watched it sorry for making you go through this again and I apologize to anybody who didn't watch it and I kind of gave things away in terms of how it went uh, with that apology there Uh, at any rate we we got a, a fair amount of stuff to talk about in that game I will probably try to keep this one a little bit shorter just because I'm not uh, too happy with that effort level. But uh, before we get into it, you know, with NFL playoffs here and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And this is the first time that the Habs had to start a game with Shane Pinto on the other side, who actually got suspended for some gambling-related bullshit. Um, you know, extending an olive branch to, to Sens fans here before I get into the recap. I still have no idea what that guy got suspended for. I do know that the league said he didn't bet on any hockey games. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You can't have gambling ads on one hand and be constantly shoving it down everybody's throat. And then on the other hand, say, well, but the players, they can't gamble at all on anything ever, or they're going to get suspended for half the season. Go figure. I have no problem with gambling. Um, I like to throw together an occasional parlay. Me and my buddies, sometimes we go in together on parlays on football from my fantasy league. And, uh, you know, I read gambling ads for this podcast it's just completely hypocritical for the league to have such a strict policy uh, against it. And at the same time, you're going to have all these sponsors that are that are gambling. So you're a bunch of fucking hypocrites, NHL. Anyways, I digress. We're here to talk about the game, not about Shane Pinto's suspension or the NHL's hypocrisy. And uh, look, this was another one of those games where the Habs, uh, you know, they forgot what time the game started at. And uh, it is becoming incredibly tiresome. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's... Everybody's icing the puck early on both teams, actually, not just the Habs. But then we get an exchange of penalties, and um, Habs went to the box first. So when theirs ends, they actually have a short power play. And I'm thinking, all right, well, here's a chance to maybe, you know, turn this uh, turn turn this franchise around a little bit against the Sens and maybe get an early goal of our own. Absolutely the fuck not. They get a defensive zone draw, and uh, the, there's a point shot for the Sens coming off the draw. Ridley Gregg, he gets to the rebound, slides it under Jake Allen. I don't know what the fuck Jake Allen was doing. He's swimming in there. Looks brutal. But also, nobody picked up Ridley Gregg as he went to the net. Everybody just watched him skate right by and get that puck. So, not 100% on Jake Allen, but yeah, a little bit on Jake Allen. one nothing for the Senators. Seconds later, I'm talking not even 41 seconds or something like that, 
The Habs fail to clear the zone. The forwards are all bailing out like they do. They're all skating towards the red line like the puck is guaranteed to get out. It doesn't. And uh, Drake Batherson ends up with the puck in the high slot, and he goes bar down with it. It's 2-0. I also felt like Jake Allen probably should have stopped that shot, but again, it's hard to charge that one 100% to him when every fucking forward was all the way out of the zone. Like, oh, the puck's gone. We can just start skating for it. Stop cheating. It's, it's been all year with that shit. 2 nothing for the Senators. And from there, in the first period, it's just pure sadness, man. Uh, they, they're they not getting any chances. They're not getting shots. When they do get something that resembles a chance, they're either missing the net or getting it deflected. So they're not really trying to change the angle of the release or anything. They're not doing anything to actually make it difficult on the Sens defenders. They're making it incredibly easy to get in front of their shots because it was telegraphed. Anytime that they got something close to a chance, it was completely telegraphed. It was obvious what they were trying to do. And it's unacceptable. A completely unacceptable first period. And they go into the intermission, down two goals. And then, you know, in the second period, they start playing. They they actually start playing. Um, but it's not getting a whole lot better. But we get some four-on-four action, a few into the frame. And uh, there's a long bank pass to Shane Pinto. Joshua Royal was, uh, I guess, supposed to cover him, but he stumbled a little bit and couldn't get back. Arbor Jacki was covering nobody. And Pinto gets a breakaway, and he shoots far side. 3 nothing for the Senators. Um, you know, from there, I would say the Habs were the better team in that period, but it, it just didn't fucking matter. Joshua Royal at one point had a toe drag around a defender, put a perfect pass on a platter for Sean Monaghan, and he completely missed the puck and went right through his legs and into the corner. And, like, that's a goal. That That's a goal. But, no. Cole Caulfield had an opportunity, golden chance, just barely missed it. Um, I mean... It got better in that period, but a lot of it was score effects. You know, the Senators having a three-goal lead, they they weren't exactly trying to push the pace on the offensive side. And, you know, the Habs statistically crawled their way back into that game, just not on the actual scoreboard. They come out in the third period again, down 3 nothing, but they come out with life. You know, they're playing angry hockey now. They are trying as hard as they possibly can to get back into this game. Uh, a couple of chances in a row, and then Caden Gooley puts a point shot through traffic. It goes off the post and just trickles through the crease very slowly. Nobody there to get the rebound, and the Sens clear it away. Uh, just in the first five minutes of that period, they could have had three goals, and they don't. So, you know, not only were they absolutely brutal to start this game, now they're not they're not getting any bounces uh, to save their fucking lives. <laughs> I mean... They get an Arbor Jacki penalty and then a Caden Gooley penalty afterwards. They had to kill off a five on three. They managed to kill off both penalties, but then they only have 10 minutes to do something with seven and a half minutes to go. Johnny Kovacevic gets the puck at the point, mishandles it a little bit, but he gets a hold of it, fires it through traffic, off the post, and in this time. He breaks the shutout for Eunice Corpusalo. At the very least, they're not going to get shut out in this one. It's three to one, and they've got seven and a half minutes to cook and try to do something. They keep playing. Cole Caulfield had two gorgeous chances. Could have had a fucking hat trick in this game. Doesn't matter. <sighs> Mathieu Joseph ends up with an empty net goal with about four minutes to play. They pull Allen, I think, about a minute and a half into the time that Allen was out of the net. Mathieu Joseph uh, puts one into the yawning cage. Four to one is your final in favor of the Ottawa Senators. I. I'm not giving the Habs credit for for coming out and playing better after going down 3-0. I'm not giving them a a shred of credit for that. Uh, I do not care. You have to show up and play 60 minutes of hockey. It's the... It's the reverse of the problem that they had uh, in the Boston game, right? Where they played two pretty good periods, and then the third period they came out and laid an egg. Now they do the complete fucking opposite, but this time against the worst team in the Eastern Conference. When you have one really bad period against Boston, I can forgive it. 
I can forgive it because it's the best team in the Eastern Conference. The best team, you could argue, in the league right now. Against Ottawa, this is inexcusable. Last time when they laid an egg, at least it was the second half of a back-to-back. They had that excuse. However hollow that excuse rings for most people, myself included. This time, no excuse. You had days off. You had days off. Changes in the lineup. Arbor Jacki comes into the lineup. Johnny Kovacevic comes into the lineup. Tanner Pearson comes into the lineup off of the uh, IR. Like, you, you had fresh legs. There's no excuse for you to be that flat on home ice against the Ottawa Senators. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I, <laughs> I, I struggle to find any positive in that game whatsoever. Your silver lining of the night, uh, I'm not going to go another game without at least trying to pick one. I'm, I'm going with Johnny Kovacevic. You know, he hasn't played a whole lot recently. His last game was that win against Colorado on, what, January 15th. So, like, he's been in and out. He's been riding the press box a little bit more than he probably should. And I I don't like it. I think he needs to be in the lineup. I think when he's been on, like, he's got six goals this year. I don't think I can recall necessarily a performance where I went, man, that guy needs to be out of the lineup. Almost every other defender on the roster, almost every other defender, has had one of those games where you go, oof, he needs a game in the press box. I, I can't recall a game from Johnny Kovacevic where I thought that. And I think they need to play him for the remainder of the year. Justin Barron got sent down to Laval. Uh, I've talked about that before. People jumped all over me for saying it, and you know they did it. Hopefully, he gets his game back on track down there on the farm. Um, I think you leave him there, and I think you let Johnny Kovacevic play out the rest of this season. Let him get his minutes. And if you're if you really don't want to use him, if you don't see him as part of the future of the team, then find a trade for him. I, there's, he's a, a defenseman with what? He's got six goals, and he's played in what like twenty. 22 games? How many games has he actually played in? I need to actually look this up because uh, I don't know. So sorry if you can hear me typing at the same time as I'm talking here because I'm looking this up live to see how many games has he actually played in this season. I am very wrong. It's 38 games. Uh, But he's got six goals in, in 38 games and not a guy that necessarily came to the Habs known for being super offensive. So look, I don't know what the answer is necessarily to fixing the defense for the abs because their defensive zone coverage is is just shocking at times but i think some consistency in who they're icing <clears throat> could go a long way to you know improving it a little bit they've they've kind of been jumping all over the place a little bit i think they need to settle things down and have the same guys out there for a little while without um you know oscillating people back and forth from the press box and johnny kovacevic as your silver lining of the night for me is a guy that uh, i think should probably stay in the lineup more um and that's really the only positive that I have from that game. Jake Allen, uh, again, you can't charge those goals 100% to him. Least of all the empty netter. But the <laughs> there's two out of the three that weren't empty netters where you go, all right, what are you doing? Like the, the Batherson goal, I thought he should have stopped that. And for sure, uh, the, <laughs> the fucking Ridley Gregg goal, he was just flopping all over the place. But... I still struggled to really charge those goals to him because of how bad the defensive coverage was. Forwards flying the zone. Nobody picking a guy up off the faceoff. There was there was three Habs in the vicinity that could have picked up Ridley Gregg, and nobody did it. They all just watched him skate by. So, <laughs> oh, it's... It is frustrating to watch this team. But Jake Allen, he did no favors for his for his trade value in that game. There was a bunch of scouts in the crowd, some of them from teams that are potentially looking for goaltenders. If if they were looking at Jake Allen, I, I don't think they walked away from that game going, you know what, I want to pay a first-round pick for him, let alone a second, let alone a third. 
Apparently the best offer they've gotten so far is a sixth rounder from Toronto. And you got some people on Twitter now saying, man, they should have just taken that. Like, it's it's getting that rough right now. Um, Joshua Roy, one of my favorite players, I thought that was probably his worst game since being called up. Didn't help that Monaghan had easily his worst game of the season, potentially his worst game in a Habs uniform as his center. And, you know... <laughs> As the center goes, the young winger is probably going to go in, in, in most games like that. So I'm not trying to lay it all in Monaghan. I really don't think Roy had his, his best effort. He had some moments. Uh, he stole the puck at the end of the game in garbage time and almost put one in to make it 4-2. to two. He had the toe drag where he set up Monaghan and Monaghan missed the puck. Do not care. I don't care about these these almost goals. For me, this game was marked by the fact that they came out so flat, so absolutely brutally flat in the first period that nothing they did from that point on mattered. Nothing they did mattered. Cole Caulfield could have had a hat trick. Do not care. Doesn't fucking matter. You you can't in the NHL have that brutal of an effort in the first period. And just let me illustrate for you how bad it was. I got to go to natural stat tricks so I can tell you exactly what the numbers were in that first period because it's it's shocking. So the attempts at five on five were or at even strength rather were 16 to 9 in favor of the senators scoring chances were 6 to 2 high danger chances one nothing the habs had an expected goals for of 11.75% that means that the senators would have been expected to score 90% of the goals in that period <laughs> i i you can't win games like that when you start like that unless you're an incredibly offensively talented team that can just fill the net from there on out, which the Habs aren't. They rely on a couple of guys to do their scoring for the most part. And when Cole Caulfield can't do it, when Nick Suzuki can't do it, they don't have anybody else. It's their defense. Their defense is the only other source of scoring, and we saw it in this game. Caden Gooley almost had one. Johnny Kovacevic had one. Like, there's... There's a lot of work that needs to go into this team, and that brings me to my my key takeaway from that game. They need to start making some trades, and they need to do it now. Uh, it's it's way too early in in this rebuild to uh, to start firing coaches or anything like that. There were some questionable lineup decisions in this one made, uh, particularly going into that third period where they they put Josh Anderson onto the top line with Suzuki and Caulfield, even though we know that doesn't work. Uh, so they, they brought out the blender a little bit, but I, I can also forgive the coaching staff for that, for how bad uh, the game was going up to that point. They had to do something. So at this point, it's got to fall on the general manager. Make some trades, all right? Who cares if those trades make your team worse? All that's going to do is improve your draft position. You need to be making trades that can set this team up for a better future because right now, I'm not seeing anything outside of Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield in terms of offensive output. There's nothing there. The best they've had, in, in recent memory has been that line of uh, Yoel Armia with Joshua Hawa and um, Sean Monaghan. And Sean Monaghan is a guy that almost everybody expects him to trade by the deadline. Yoel Armia is a contract that they would love to be rid of if they could get rid of it. So that leaves Joshua Hawa, which means you got to build a second or a third line that involves him, which means you got to go out and get players that can do that, that can be that. And you got to start it now. Fuck waiting for the deadline. Start making some trades now because the like they were getting booed at the end of that game by the fans, by the the home fans in the Bell Center. The fans are getting sick of it. None of us care if you guys lose games, and if you go out and make some trades that can improve the future of this team, you lose more games. We're all going to be on board with it 
as long as you're doing something, as long as you're sending a message that you're not happy with these types of efforts, that you're not happy with coming out that flat in the first period of a game against the worst team in the league. One of the worst teams in the league. I guess they're not. The Sharks still exist. The Sharks still exist, and the Habs fucking lost to the Sharks too. So, <laughs> oh. as the saying goes, no bremerterien vous tend le flambeau. Mais le flambeau, c'est presque éteint, mon cher. You guys got to do something to light that torch. Um, and uh, Kent Hughes, I'm, I'm looking at you at this point. What kind of, what, what do you got up your sleeve in, in the way of trades? Because uh, this roster ain't it right now. And, um, you know, I'd feel a lot better about watching some of these games if I knew that there was uh, some moves coming. So um, I'm sure uh, he marches to the beat of his own drums, so he'll make trades uh, when he's good and ready. But until then, uh, I am extremely frustrated with this team, uh, with their inconsistency, and with their ability, it seems, to just show up and not show up whenever they feel like it. We've seen them play great hockey. Uh, the, the players that they have in place are capable of great hockey. It's just, do they choose to play it or not? That's ah, up to them on any given night, and it can change from period to period, man. They could go into the room, come back out, and decide to stop playing altogether, and vice versa. They could stop playing right at the beginning, and then decide to come out and start playing later on. Um, it's getting tough. Uh, there's, well, we're in the second half at least, so we're we're on the uh, we're on the downslope coming towards the end of the season. Um, trade deadline is what a month and a half away? No, less than that. It's on like March fourth or something so um it's it's coming up quickly and i would just like to see some kind of moves that that indicate them not being happy with this performance so uh, i'm gonna end it there because i really don't have much else positive to say i'm sorry for going this long on just a big old rant um hopefully everybody still got some entertainment value out of it if you didn't well there's always thursday night where they will play against two the islanders i think um, so we'll see if we'll see if they got a better effort for that one. Uh, that's it. We're running a uh, little over 18 minutes. So you know what? Since pas mal typique pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. Uh, no, we're not on Megaphone anymore. Why am I saying that? I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate that very much. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening, and of course, à la prochaine.